Hey. Good morrow. Hey. Why? <laughs> this Good is morrow, all of us. Here, this it's was supposed there? to be my intro. <laughs> Mine. Pleasant day to you. I know. Okay. okay. <laughs> Who wants to talk about what we're talking about? We're talking Do you about. Two even we're know talking what about we're going to talk about. Our fears, fears about running. Let's church. talk about fears. Baby. Let's talk about you only fans. <laughs> okay, so we, here's we things we talk about today. Uh, we talk about only fans. We talk about what scares us as leaders. We talk about Evan not knowing what only fans yeah, is. No idea. Evan putting more clothes on. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, we're just kind of. That's what it should have been. I should have just held the Bible over the schwans. No. <laughs> no. If you're curious about what's coming up, there's a lot, guys. Hang Buckle tight. Up. Pull over. Zip those pants straight she up. God clothed Adam and Eve because they felt shame. We're supposed to be naked. Oh, gosh. Convinced. Anyway, uh, we are just kind of spitballing today about what scares us as people who run church for some reason. <laughs> Not entirely sure what that means for us. but And a podcast. Well, hey. anyone can run a podcast. That's true. That's, well, not, not this well. Hmm. Not this Fair. well. We are so artistic. So anyway, uh, let's see what happens. Sit back, relax, crack a drink. Here we go. Hi. Hello. Hello. I think your clap reverberated. <laughs> Lingered. Y'all must. We're still in our echo. Okay, but really, welcome to the Eyes of March episode. This is the day that Julius Caesar was stabbed. It's also. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't it always a bad omen and stuff? Like the Eyes of March is bad. But really, it's just like a new moon thing, right? Or like the new year. Did you see the moon last night? Or yeah, it was last night. It was nuts. What was wrong with it? I mean, it was there. I don't know. Yeah. Was, no, but it was like big and yellow and huge. Was it like know. a Bruce Sounds Almighty moment where he like call it, uh, lassoed it in for uh, whatever that the girl from Jag? Remember, have you seen Bruce Almighty? Yeah. yeah. Where like he's trying to date the girl from Jag. Demi Moore? No, Jag. Not the TV show. You're thinking of... <laughs> oh, what's that movie? You're what thinking am I of, of? Uh, A Few Good Men. Oh, yeah. But she <laughs> is a Jag. Yeah, she is a Jag okay. officer. Yeah. Which is my initials, everyone. Did you know that? And Jag, if you're from Pittsburgh, Move Jag in. basically means douche. Like, hey, get my way, Jag off. Perfect. You Jag. Jen's Perfect. I'm a douche. Yeah. Whatever. Um, Goes hand in hand. Uh, yeah, well, you know where he and he like lassoes the moon and he causes all the tides to go weird in March. No, in no, Bruce Almighty. Bruce Almighty. Not, not Ides, <laughs> oh, sorry, tides of March. <laughs> okay, actually, I think this comes out the day after the Ides of March, but it's close enough. Have you ever seen that movie with the? Uh, I think it was George Clooney. Why are you holding your mic like that? <laughs> because I don't want to lean forward. I want to so take I'm your picture. It I'll post it on social media for He's everyone. Just tipping it. I was like himself. tipping it slowly because. Can you get? Can you get it from that angle? That's what she said. No. That's what she said. <laughs> oh my gosh! Here, hold on. This will be posted. You guys look at this. Nut. That's also what she said. Can you put your pinky up instead of your pointer finger? You were there tipping you it more than that. So I, <laughs> It's because I really don't want to like scooch in. Lean forward. Yeah. <laughs> you look like such a hipster, right? Like I don't know yeah. why, but like you just like yeah. <laughs> wearing his coat my, the whole time because it's freezing in. Sipping out of my yeah. solo cup, wearing a puffy jacket. Yeah, red solo. It's a real cup. Uh, glamorous operation we're I running here, folks. You up. Let's start no. a party. Let's is that what it is? No, it's not. No. It's, there's one word difference. Let's have, have a party. Know. Let's have a party. I don't listen to that junk. Hardy, hardy. Hardy, hardy. 
Anyway, uh, Jen, what are you drinking? Wine. Cool. Me too. Next. <laughs> it's, it's red we're, and dry. We're, we got to tag these people. They We want them to know this wine is you delicious. You would like to send me a case of wine to this review. This is called, I think it's pronounced Dao. Probably. That's where we're Dao. going with. Dao. 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 It's like Dao. Dao. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry to Daniel Dow. Dow. Because I don't know how to say your name. It's D A O U. Yeah. He and made it's the delicious. One. California. It's very good. It's uh, from Paso Robles. <laughs> Paso Robles. Is that how you say it? Is that, from, is that in California? Sure. I mean, how most cabs are. Judge yeah. basing fully on the hills on the bottle. It looks it like could California. be. It also looks like Italy. Yeah, so. It looks like anywhere with hills. <laughs> yeah. Ohio has a lot of hills. <laughs> <laughs> Wine vineyard. Um, yeah, so it's good. Uh, next. Probably Paso Robles. No. <laughs> Robles. <laughs> Robles. Paso Robles. Uh, I am drinking Pipeworks, which is a brewery in Ch- Chicago. Chicago. Um, I'm drinking their premium Pilsner beer. It's like an old school, like 1919, just got out of the factory type like, of a beer. That's- how old your can is, right? Nineteen nineteen. Is that what it says? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's brewed in nineteen nineteen. Uh this was uh packaged. It is a little bit rough, but it's packaged on eleven twenty twenty. Well that was not too long ago, so it shouldn't yeah. be that bad. Yeah. It's still pretty good. Is it premium? Does it taste uh-huh. premium? It's the best Pilsner I've had around here. I love it. Mm-hmm. It's like my go to hmm. currently. I'm gonna have to try that. Pipeworks has a few other ones we've had. I like right? Pipeworks. Pipeworks is really good. I like Pipeworks. Yeah. And Maplewood. They're really yep. good. I Maple love Maplewood. Solid. That's in Chicago, yeah? We should Chicago. go. Mm-hmm. We should go there. Trying to plan. Let's uh, take a field trip there. I'm trying to do like a, I was talking to Jim about it. Once it gets warm and Chicago opens, just taking like all the leaders and elders and do something. I really thought Chicago. you were going to be like a guy's trip. And I was like, screw you and your guy's no. trip. <laughs> Just like have all of us go, I don't know, to the brewery district for like on a, I don't know, a Saturday or something. I'm, I'm in. Sloshed and down to sloshed. No. We'll have to Speaking bring up. What are you guys doing? We're here from church. We're from church. It's like, oh, God, I do want to go to what's that place? What's the Rick Nielsen pizza place? Mm. I heard it's really good. Slice. Is that what it's called? Uh, peace. Is that his? It's Peace. Yeah. Really? Jen. Yeah, I heard it's really good. Huh. It's, it's, delicious. it's delicious. They have a um, goat cheese thing covered okay, in marinara gross. sauce. I just want pizza. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> just, I want real pizza. Not okay. just you don't understand crap. I don't know. It wasn't pizza. It was a dip. Oh. It was like an um, appetizer. Yeah, yeah. Oh. It was, they gave you some goat bread, with goat cheese, and pizza marinara. sauce. Basically, the pizza is oh. really good though. Like not because he's from Rockford. But it's just good pizza. I didn't yeah. know that that was. Should I have known that was? Yes, his? we talked about. They it make at their own beer. it's a brewery too, isn't it? I don't know about that. Maybe. I, think I mean, I, they at least have taps from around. Yeah. I don't know if they... <laughs> I mean, I'm down. <laughs> doesn't any bar, though. <laughs> taps from around. What we should do, we should all... Yeah. We should go to the Hancock building. I actually looked it up. You can go to the top or whatever it's called nowadays. It's the Sears Tower. Now and no, forever. No, not the Sears... Not that one. The the second. The, the other one that looks like the Uh-oh. Sears John Tower. John Hancock? The Hancock building. John Hancock. It's Herbie Hancock. Um... <laughs> The, you know, the one from like Family Matters. It looks like the other uh, one. Man, I loved that. Show. Wasn't that? No, that's that, Everywhere that, You Work. That, that was, every, home, that was that's uh, Full, Full House. House. What was Family Matters? Uh, there, <laughs> no, that's also no, that's Full also, House. Yeah. 
Um, what, not as no. memorable. No, it's uh, a very good song. We listened to the whole song? thing. It's, uh, My daughter just listened to the whole or watched the whole series. Um, which I, there's a lot of questionable. Oh, I got it right there. It's right there. Whatever happened? No, that was Full no. House. <laughs> it's a. Uh, uh, oh crap! Are you looking it up? Yeah. Just name the beginning line, and I'll get it. Don't even play it. Um, you can't play it anyway. Just, we can't play it. Just look up lyrics. Oh. Days go by. Days go, go by. by. It's a bigger love, the family. See, it does go that. It's a rare condition this day and age. You got it. Find any good news on the newspaper page. Okay, stop that. Love and tradition. No, no, no. No, no, no. Some people say it's even harder to find. All right. So today, <laughs> we're talking about family matters. What were the other uh, ones? No, though? just kidding. Um, it was uh, t- on TGI Fridays. Man, that's when TV was good. Well, yeah, obviously everybody knows the Fresh Prince. That was by the Bell. That was not TGI. No, but I love TGI Friday. Uh, kind of. It not was not nearly as good as Family Matters. Sister, sister. It was I loved Family. Matters. One thousand. Um, none of them. Oh, sister, uh, sister. Uh, what's the step? Step by step. Uh, step, step, step by step. step. Day by day by day. Okay. Day by day. <laughs> <laughs> the things we remember. Uh, Boy Meets World was at I, the tail end. I can't of that. remember anything important, but no stuff. But Boy Meets mm. World. Wonder changed. Years. That was a good show. Yeah. Boy Meets. That was a good show. I only watch most of those. That one's like, but none of them are nearly as good as Fresh Prince. That was so good. And who doesn't know the words of that? I mean, what is that? I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I don't sing it. No. Okay. Moving on. So it's in, in, <laughs> in North Rockford, born and raised. <laughs> oh gosh! Today, what are we talking about, Jan? You don't even have the notes in front. What of are you. we talking about, Jag? Jag. <laughs> Look, today, Jag-o. okay, we're talking about. Okay, as all of us, obviously, as you guys know, we run a church, right? We've been doing church stuff for years. We're yeah. going to talk about things that scare us about running a we church. Organize a church. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, as people. Okay, pastor. Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about things that scare us about running a church. <laughs> they were deep. Why? Why? They were just deep. You really should just give up beer. Doesn't do good things for your I gut. I love it. I love it. Okay. All right. So we're talking about things that scare us about running a church. Working with Evan. <laughs> the government the government coming for our taxes someday someday <laughs> what taxes we are, we are a church yeah that's what I'm saying someday oh, someday, someday. Coming back. Nancy always... Pelosi has her way oh boy here we go <laughs> anyway we don't have a strong plan for this no we, but we figured it would be we one have to notes. talk about it's fun do we the f- notes that I made is what yeah, you, you did yeah, a great I job. I'm running this. Um, you did a great job. I'm too busy running a church to write notes. <laughs> Organizing. Too busy writing yeah, sermons. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, we give, we can probably get a little backstory to all of us, which I'm sure throughout the episodes uh, you've heard a bit of. But um, what? I've been in and part of leadership and running church since I was seven. Fifteen? Younger, to some degree, like kid things. We used to help run kids stuff anyway. Um, but as like a what was your true, group called? 
Uh, which Relevant. Uh, Refuge. We had Epic was one of them. Yep, of course. There was, uh, what is Shock? Oh, shock. Climax. Students, <laughs> what was it? Students Hooked on Christ's Kingdom? Yep. Oh, shock. <laughs> shock. So dumb. We did Refuge, which was Reviving Future Generations. <laughs> R-E-F-U-G-E. That's too much. Yeah, but I don't like that acronym because you're using the... Anyway, it's fine. You're I using mean, like the first two letters of each word and I don't like it. Which is what the, <laughs> which is what the uh, tonic is, which is our Old Testament. Yes, 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 yes. I was there that Sunday. I know. Or no, that was here. Was that in this? No, that was, that was at also church. at church. Okay. A couple of times at church. Guys, he I says think... the same things a lot. <laughs> I do. Yeah, you got a one trick. That's why I finally. But that's got... why I finally remember it because you say it to uh-huh. me three times and then you I got to hammer it home. That's right. That's, that's why. Also, why I got a, somebody else to teach on on Sundays every once in a while now. <laughs> so you can stretch out your material. Yeah, so like, oh, man, I got, I'm, I'm repeating myself now. <laughs> Uh, so how long have you been running church, Jen? Organizing church? Uh, organizing, you son of a bitch. I mean, I, well, okay. <laughs> I have we gotten the ready yet on Apple? Uh, I mean, I'm, I mark us as explicit. Oh, okay. We're not really explicit. We swear all on the time. On occasion. And talk about sex. And talk about sex, baby. Anyway. Uh, Let's talk about you and me. Let me tell you, one thing that scares me at running a church is people finding this podcast. <laughs> now we've said that a few times. Yeah, that's but, not untrue. No, I mean for real, kind of. Hey, uh, you guys do a podcast. What's it called? Mm, Nothing. Don't worry about it. Yeah, we don't. Did someone <laughs> tell you that? Yeah, <laughs> sure don't. <laughs> yeah, guy, you mix with me, mix up with the other pastor. <laughs> well, is, isn't this your, should record, like, isn't this your super, face on this website? No. <laughs> we should record like a super um, different version of this, like not of this, but like a effort that would take a lot. <laughs> We could barely do the normal version. Yeah, we're like, hey, we got it. We have it's Tuesdays this week. (laughs) When do you guys want? (laughs) There's a Tuesday. No. Oh shoot, (laughs) we haven't done anything. You. Uh, So let's. Okay, my answer would be probably. You're gonna have more than one answer. No, no, no. But you asked how long I've been doing. Oh, okay. The church leadership thing. Um, I wasn't really on leadership until we started our current church. So I would say I mean, Catholics don't really have leaders. I mean, I was an well, altar server. Plus you're server. a woman, so you're not really on leadership Right, now. you hit that glass ceiling <laughs> real early. Uh, know your place. Yeah. says yeah. our church leadership Jen, team is 80% women. We give, <laughs> we give Jen 500 words. I, I start cropping them out of the podcast every time after that. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's like text. I When texting first became like a thing, I didn't really understand the 400 word limit. And how quickly that, that yeah, how it was quick, like yeah, one conversation. Was it, letter, it was letters, no? Or was it words? No, it was words. Huh. It was not characters. 400 like words is a lot. Not if you're like texting? dating somebody. What do you write an eloquy? A soliloquy? Mm, I saw you the, today and it looked so cute. Blah, blah. But it was, yeah. it, was, it was there and back. So it wasn't just what you sent. Just eat something. It was both, I think, I believe. It ate up quick. I remember my dad, the first cell phone bill. And my didn't dad text was till like, nine when it was free. That's what I would do. It's calls. No, call. Calls after nine. Well, you could, didn't you have, mm-hmm. no, maybe not. It was just call. Yeah, oh well, yeah. We, I would wait till nine to call anybody. texting was like a huge thing. I think cell phones, uh, that because that nine rule are the reason all of our generation just doesn't sleep and stays up all night. Okay, to Probably. be fair, I just said this about <laughs> cell phones yesterday, about teenagers. Like, I still think until you are like over 18, you shouldn't be allowed to have a phone. 
that is smart. You should have to have a T9 oh, texting sure. phone that With all you no can do camera. is call and text. See, no I had camera. T9, but I never used it. I well, that's how like, we... I was still like, T-T-T, A-A-A, S-S-S, That is T9. No, T9 is like where you just have to push the... the numbers no. No. T9, t9 is where each because the tell it's like it, i don't know what it started for, getting like, the smart guess where you have to you, push you the, do that the thing enough times to get the letter that you want oh, that's, that's t9, t9 texting yeah oh. i was but i, I think I'm that kids sure should I was, have to have that i think yeah. i was faster and more uh, less <laughs> errors yeah. with my t9 texting than i am nowadays <laughs> it's not untrue it's i was anyway. i was late to the smartphone game i mean i didn't get a smartphone until I had like every kind of phone you could have before finally doing iPhone. I had a BlackBerry. I had a Google phone. I mm-hmm. had a Samsung. I had everything. I now went, I've I've learned my ways. I and went I have from iPhone. Razor oh. to some really crappy LG that it broke every five minutes. And then eventually I was like, oh, I'll get a smartphone. And I got that like indestructible. The Nokia. It wasn't a Nokia. You could beat someone to death with it and mm-hmm. it still works fine. It had really loud Blood speakers. And all. That's all I remember. My first one was like a prepaid, like the chirper thing. one, like not. In, I can't remember what it was called. Oh, I didn't hear you. I ignored. I cannot remember tone. what it was called. That's Nokia with like the walkie-talkie thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can't remember. I'm in what class. Was. Jesse's wife has a funny story about that. Her mom trying to chirp her while she was in yeah. class. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. okay, back to what we're talking about: church leadership. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Mid twenties would be my answer. Before that, I was just heavily involved, like volunteering all of my time from the time I tra- I joined like a non-denominational church. Before that was Catholic church. I was an altar server. I was one of the first girl altar servers at our church. Mm, heathen. Um, yeah. But that was about it. Your church is going to hell, everybody. <laughs> that's our That's our church. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the old church. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. So what, how about you, Evan? Uh, well, I became a member of our church growing up when I was 14. Which like translating having to do crap, and then church leadership. I'd probably say like an actual like involved leadership. I was nineteen at our church in Georgia. I helped lead the young adult ministry, which was fun ish. And then uh, got on staff at a church uh, in Alabama as the associate pastor, and that was miserable. That was the worst job I've ever had. I would have, like, I would have paid so much. During that job, I would have paid so much money to go back and just, like, be a Jimmy John's sandwich maker. (laughs) (laughs) Which you were. Which I was. I was, yeah. That's not, like, just a rogue dream job. (laughs) I just want to make sandwiches day and night. That job was freaking awesome. I will say that. And freaky fast. And freaky fast and freaky good. Um I worked at CC's. Did you, pizza. as a worker there, uh, make hot sandwiches with your fresh bread? No, I never. No, that okay, got guys, me on the kitchen. Because here's what happened: sandwiches. we tried to go to Jimmy John's the other day. You can't they do told hot us sandwiches. they told us that the bread was fresh and in the cooler, and so we had to wait ten minutes just for sandwich. Give me some damn like, hot bread. Just give me the warm bread for my damn I want a ham. No, we never. I don't. I think we they would, ran out of bread, and then they were trying to like scramble yeah. to make bread. And I was like, don't like, cool it down. Who give me fresh bread. It's not really a cooler. It's just like a. It sits in a thing. It's not like a fridge. People no, are they blowing, made it like, sound like they put it in like, the fridge. All the all the teen no, the teen workers are blowing on it, trying to. <laughs> yeah, they're like, it's hold COVID. on, it's almost done. <laughs> COVID bread. <laughs> <Yeah>. COVID bread. <laughs> it was uh no, I love that. That job was so much fun. It was. Uh, I was at a Jimmy John's on a college campus. 
and it was just a blast. It was like way better than any church job. I mean, <laughs> it was if they paid me enough money to just make sandwiches, I'd be like, this I feel is, like this uh, is you could probably make a bigger salary from there at this point. <laughs> no. Oh, for sure. Right now, as it sits, especially yeah. if like the Democrat uh, Congress wants that $15, I think I'd like, make exactly the same amount of money. That, that didn't pass, right? It, it, it got 15, shut down. Oh, the $15. It I think it got should, wrote, written out. All said and done. At least last I saw. Every um, time I go to McDonald's, I'm like, this is why there's no fifteen dollar minimum wage. <laughs> You're the worst. Yeah, um, I asked for no pickles. <laughs> you gave me extra. Yeah, pickles. you gave me all the pickles. <laughs> there's not even a burger. Yeah, there's no burger. And I'm pretty pickles. sure I saw you lick one of them. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, and I saw all you right. pick them off with your ungloved hand and unmasked face. <laughs> okay, perfect. <laughs> uh, all right, let's get into uh, the the nitty grits. Let's get into <laughs> the, the nitty gritty. Like didn't like it. Uh, all right, so Gritty. should I just blast out one of the most probably controversial ones that I the first one on the list sure. that I wrote down? I guess they're all questionable. This, the, I feel like all these could be their own podcast, which they might end up being at some point. But uh, one of the things that I would say for me is is one of the things that we're called to as uh, as Christians is to um, help people with mental illness and things like that, right? I, I would yeah. say um, that scares the junk out of me. Yeah. Um, there's so many different kinds of that, like mental illness and, and not knowing how people are when you're dealing with them. And how do you do that as a Christian and do it well? And, and not what, and the, the little sub point that I have here is the patch Adams complex, which, you know, like you never know who you're working with and who knows, maybe that guy could, just end up stabbing you down the road. Yeah. <laughs> we've had some weird people that we've worked through in the church and people that have screwed us over people that have mm-hmm. taken advantage, which is expected in a place that you we give used to have away. a lady who used to sit and knit in the back. Yeah. Yep. She was sweet, but yeah. she was not all there. Not all. Yeah. And so it's just those kind of things like what that stuff scares me to death being a leadership. Like, you know, yeah. there's, expectations and things you should do as a Christian and, and handling certain situations. But like, man, as somebody who has a family, as kids, as things like you're dealing with some questionable people. Yeah. Like we had a dude, a homeless guy who was a part of our church for us the summer. (laughs) Uh, and he got mad and left and come to find he had anger management issues and was in prison in and out of jail and stuff like that. But he, I remember once he was like, somebody could have let me like stay in their house. And I was like, dude, you wouldn't No, I would have never <laughs> let you stay in my house. Not because I don't want to help you out, but I have a wife and like three small kids and you are like a serial, uh, not rapist, <laughs> a serial uh, like batterer, yeah. you know, yeah. like you've been in prison. The hard part with that, especially with the mental stuff is the physical, like what it does to you. And like, it's draining while you, you know, you need to be there for people and especially as leadership, like you're the face that people know they can go to. Yeah. And then it's like, but when you're someone... the first one getting shot. But when someone latches on, which is really what happens when someone is mentally unstable yeah. is they latch to someone. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just the mental exhaustion and really unhealthiness. So like if yeah. you don't have a another like a whole team behind you that you can then say like hey i need help with this even yeah. if you know like that gets really dangerous and um 
I mean, I've been there. Yeah, for well, sure. And I think that's the thing. Obviously, there's like levels to that, and there's certain people that are just like, you know, you're just a little off, but you're fine. You know, it's all right. Yeah. And I feel like we, I personally have dealt with a number of people that are just a little bit above that, and you're mm-hmm. just like, uh, and know, when is it okay are, to you, to know. to stop? Yeah. Like, if they're not willing to help themselves, is it okay to say like? there's not anything else I can do for you because especially as like a part of a leadership team or someone who's like not above people. Cause that's not what, it, that's not what I mean. But as a person that um, is representing the church in a little yeah. bit different capacity, I think it's really, da- it can be really dangerous if you don't like one of my biggest fears goes along with this probably as far as, or the thing that scares me is like worrying what, people think about how you handle certain things as a leader within the church. So how people leave all the time for the dumbest reasons and they Mm -hmm. see a dumb thing happen. Yeah. I mean, without giving names, we can give some situations obviously, but like, well, I think just when people feel hurt that, and even in like that, they sometimes forget that as leaders, we're still humans Yeah, and that we don't have all of the answers. And sometimes you, muck things up if you will muck, <laughs> muck. we haven't maturating on this channel, so but yeah, like sometimes sometimes here. you screw things up sometimes <laughs> sometimes you react in the wrong way and yeah. sometimes you had a crappy week and somebody mm-hmm. says something and you just some you know like you're still human mm-hmm. and i you know i think that is what scares me the most is that i you know, none of us are perfect. Yeah, I and I would it, hope we're creating a church culture or community that yeah. understands that, but that's not always the case. Yeah, like I, um, one, I, it's not really a fear because it happens all the time. But when you get that email that you didn't address something uh-huh. properly, mm-hmm. or that you didn't address something that they des- that somebody desired you to address, uh, that is the worst. Yeah. That's an email where you're like. Have you not been listening to sermons? Yeah. <laughs> Have you not been like, like I, I hope, uh, I hope we're beyond it. Like, I, I also think it's important for people to feel like they can say stuff like that yeah. and then have a conversation. It's when, like, for example, we had someone that got really mad at me for something that was a complete misunderstanding, very unintentional, uh, completely irrational. I'm honestly, sure they don't listen. you can no, give a situation. Basically, they were upset that they weren't in any of the photos from an event that we had that they felt they weren't represented it was it not intentional to them we were felt not malicious like it was intentional yeah. like i personally did not take their photo because they i didn't think that they should be in them basically yeah that's like petty and dumb don't and do that i'm at uh I'm Which, at lunch at a mexican restaurant when i get a phone call and was just attacked for it and so then I'm like crying in this Mexican, Which Mexican restaurant. Mexico club. Let me, let me just say, Which I was I so to. Jen and I were sitting at like we went out to talk like business, yeah. like business. the next year coming up. Yeah, this, we're doing like future like, planning future for planning. our photo. So business. we're just out there at lunch, the two of us having a margarita, and she's on the phone, just starts crying, and it's just the two of us sitting there, and the waitress <laughs> think. Goodness for her, she, you know, she was very nice. Like, but she like she looked like or something. No, no, she was she was looking like she was trying to protect Jen a little bit. She's like, 
Like, like, <laughs> give me a thumbs up if you're yeah, not like okay. Those, I was like, you're so very yeah. nice. But I was like, this is, I did not do this, guys. Nobody, yeah. like, she, she's crying here and there's two of us. I'm sorry. But it was just this mm-hmm. situation where nothing, where I, what I was going to say to her was going to fix the situation. She had decided that it was an intentional. So the, was it just like Facebook photos? It like, was like we had a, a church event and we, we took, posted events. it was baptism. Mm. And we, we, so the photos really were of the people who were baptized like that. It was, it was that. And then there was like photos of like the barbecue after after. it was not a, uh, everyone come have your picture taken kind of thing. And like, we didn't take her picture and I didn't even have a stinking camera in my hand. He did. And I was like, it had nothing to do with me. And she was so hurt. But that's what I think I'm traumatized a little bit from it. Like I feel like. Can we have a there mo- was, can I have a therapist? There yeah. was there was no uh previous reason for her to be upset either. Like there was yeah. no like odd things going on and then this was like the final straw. Like yeah. from what I understood. It was but, just I was the one that she that was chosen to be upset with. And I think that's what scares me about leadership is like people can say they can latch onto one person to say like this per this person hurt me. And that's not what, you know, that well, wasn't the hard. And part sometimes is like, we do mess up and we do say yeah. things and that we And immediately they do, backed but. away from the church, left, stopped talking to people and things. And then you you worry, like, are they going other places saying, like, these people did yeah, this to like, me? Oh, yeah. Like, I you know, did that? And spreading oddities. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, uh, and it, yeah. what do you do at that point other than just be like, I mean, you can do nothing about it. Yeah, I think, so, like, that that's a fear of mine. Like, um the when people leave like what do they say about us yeah like oh they're so liberal and we're not even that liberal like we're like we toe the line you know like there's a fence and we sit firmly on the fence yeah. about stuff yeah um the and so like but but it's specific, I mean, we're in the midwest which there is you get your liberal church every once in a while and they're they annoy me, but the but you get your ultra conservative churches too, which they annoy me. But we're primarily right, in a culture of yeah, but but we're in a culture of right of center churches, um, yeah, and we are distinctly like middle ground. <clears throat> we're gonna live in the gray as much as possible. There's gonna be stuff that we're gonna be like, this is black and white. Everything else is gray, and that's where we're gonna live for most of it. But and so, yeah, a fear of mine, not the biggest, but the fear of mine is what do people say about us when they leave? We haven't had a ton of people leave. Um, not and, for poor reasons. Yeah. There's, I mean, since I've been here. Away and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but we've we've had a, f- a few people leave and one go to a, uh, the church of our former pastor. pastor. Um, not mine, who wasn't my pastor. But the... Uh, <laughs> uh, and I'm like, what? What's being said? Like, what? What was being said about us? I think that's there? true of any relationship. And I think because we're leadership, we think about it more. But like, you know, when you if you were to break up with someone, <laughs> like, what do they say about you in your next relationship? I mean, that's exactly what it mm-hmm. is. Like, Especially because that particular situation was bizarre and kind of out of the blue. Well, and all, some. I mean, at the end of the day, like when people choose to leave a church, they're either hurt. Or it's a slightly strange reason, right? Like, or like they yeah. nitpick on one thing that yeah, it's a little bit frustrates sh- yeah, them. Yeah. So I think that's hard because you do. We're not I don't, pride is not the right answer, but we are working hard to lead a church that that people can feel a part of. 
Yeah. And then when that doesn't happen for someone, I, you know, it's like you're breaking up with them, especially in a church our size. Yeah. You're like, but what did we do? What did yeah. we and say? And then you see I've, him out and it's like that awkward, like, you left your coat at my house. You should come pick it up. <laughs> yeah. I remember, so so I broke up with this girl. Well, she broke up with me. Um, and, Tell the story the yeah. right way. <laughs> and I remember I had a box of her stuff because uh, I joined the army and then I was like home finally. And I had a box of her stuff, and I, well, I had a whole bunch of her stuff, and I boxed it up, and I took it to her house, and uh, her dad was outside smoking, and I was like, hey, this is all of such and such's stuff. <laughs> Here you go. And I just ran back to the car Did and drove away. you just launch it at him and Basically, run? I, like, no, I was like, do you want me... Should I come I'll, closer? All right, I'll just set it right here. And I was like, and I, it was like, yeah. But it was funny because I'm sure there was some mean things said about me. But then I saw him, her dad, like, I loved her dad. She, he was like the, the coolest dude. Uh, but the uh, I saw him at a, fo- a high school football game maybe three years ago, four years ago. And uh, they gave me a big hug. We talked for a few minutes. And I was like, yeah, you're the coolest dude. Like he, he was like a road, road, road beer guy all the time. Like he would get home from work on a Friday, open a can of like change his clothes, open a can of Coors Light, get into his car and drive and pick up a pizza. Very Wisconsin. <laughs> Which we, we don't him. condone, but I mean, we've all I been condone. a part of that. Yeah, and he was just like I've that was like the kind of guy. And then he'd sit <laughs> on the couch. Okay. He slept on the couch, which I thought was weird. He and his wife didn't sleep together. But uh, he slept in, I think, because he snored really bad. Yeah. Just uh, get a guest, like a mattress. Well, maybe some couches are comfy, Jen. No. Their couch was pretty comfortable. But I'm I think too the, tall. The TV to, was down sleeping. there. This was like pre TV in every room mm, era. So okay. the TV was down there. And uh, I think he would just he would yeah. eat pizza, drink beer, and fall asleep. So the hope <laughs> is to be that we're that church. The people like, yeah, they had a road beer. Yeah. They're, they're cool. the road beer no, church. <laughs> Um, uh, no, no, uh, no. But like, so there's that. That's a fear. Like, what are people saying about us? And is it true? Which is most likely not true. Like, whenever you leave a church, or if it is, we need, like it's that's true some, on some level. Like, acknowledging that it is, and maybe yeah. seeing like what we aren't noticing mm-hmm. or whatever. The other, I would say, another fear would be: Are we leading people in the right direction, mm-hmm. or the? the gospel direction or the direction that Christ calls us to lead a church of people. Mm-hmm. Um, the, or the church, I guess uh, that's like a genuine, like, okay, is this right? Are we doing that? And I, that's probably a question that most churches ignore all said and done because most churches, especially in the evangelical world will say like, it's all about getting as many people saved as possible. Mm-hmm. And that's just not what scripture teaches us. Yeah. Right, so uh, I had a conversation with my brothers once about uh, kind of the church and like where we're at, and um, and I was like, you know, my biggest like one of the biggest fears I have is, you know, the scripture doesn't say save as many people as possible. In fact, Paul says, "I do all of these things so I might save some," mm-hmm. and I think we have we have uh, dove in dove. Dove, dived. Dove. We've dove. Dived. Dived. None of those are words. <laughs> we've dove in head first. No, we've dove head we've, first. We've driven head first. <laughs> oh my God. We've driven head first. 
We dived. I think dived is a word. Dived is a word. Jen. Dived is. Dived also is a word. We dove headfirst. We dove headfirst. <laughs> head anyway, go on. We dove headfirst into uh, save everybody and do whatever it takes to save every single person that walks in the door. Mm-hmm. But scripture doesn't teach us that. They're, it teaches us that some some hearts are hardened and. Uh, as much as we try to tenderize that bad boy, it's not going to happen, right? And so we've created a church culture, which is so um, aesthetically pleasing to the masses, to as many people as possible, Mm -hmm. that we fail uh, dramatically to actually create authentic Christ followers. Mm -hmm. And... A lot of times I'm like, okay, are we doing that thing? Now, there's something to be said about being attractive. Jesus was attractive. He attracted crowds. That but, flowing hair. Yeah, the flowing blonde hair and those Six baby packs. blue eyes. Light yeah. skin. Uh-huh. <laughs> Milky white. Long robe. <laughs> Look at those sandals, I guys. so awkward. <laughs> uh, Where'd you get those sandals, Jesus? Me- yeah, six foot two blonde. <laughs> That was like we had small. He was probably like five seven and dark skinned. Like, yeah, probably. <laughs> little probably stocky. Looked, he probably looked just like me. He had a couple but darker, beers, but more tan. Yeah. A little too me, much wine. If I'm no. at the beach for a if long time. Were... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The. Uh, but what was the? We were at small group on Tuesday, and one of the ladies started describing somebody, and it was Jordan to like a T, and so. It was like six foot, blonde hair, blue eyes. I was like, he is so Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty funny. Yeah. Jordan was sitting there. It was like, pretty, Jesse was not sitting there. Hey, I had things. You worked, you worked till midnight. I worked yeah. till midnight yeah. here. Uh, well, no, at home. Uh, but yeah, I think that's something to be said. That's true. The Yeah, you know, and some people don't. And so when people leave the church, a lot of times it's it's they're uncomfortable. Um, they're uncomfortable with, maybe it's a good uncomfort. Like you are, you, you are starting to question how the church is being operated or question the finances or you're questioning, is this actually what the church is? And then there's other times where it's like, no, this is too much of what the church is. And I'm uncomfortable being known. I'm uncomfortable being vulnerable. I'm uncomfortable in community, something like that. I think it's difficult as leaders in a church of 50 people, because every, anyone who comes or goes is We're like 4,000. Come on now. But everyone who, anyone who comes or goes is feels very personal. Right. And when you get to those larger churches, like I don't have experience of leading a church of 500 people. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know how that feels like, so I can't really speak to that. So like, I think my personal fears as a, a leader in a church are, a people respecting women in a place of leadership because especially with Christianity, like Christians, I think that can be somewhat difficult depending on where they've come from. And again, we have a leadership team that is eighty percent women, yeah. and so that's one thing that I always get slightly. And an unmarried woman in leadership is also mm-hmm. like kind of you better stay that way. <laughs> you don't want me to ever get married. <laughs> Yeah, just just check happens. that box for us. That's how sin happens. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Through the seed of the man. No. <laughs> anyway, 
Boom. Don't let him spill his seed Ew, other than it inside. That's why we have a mature rating. But that's something that makes me nervous is that, you know, people don't always like you're not as respected if you don't have like a man running your household or whatever. I mean, come on now. I agree. But it is like as new people come into the church, like it is yeah. something I think about. But also, I think when we. Like, again, I don't have experience leading a large church to know. Yeah. But so for us, it's like every time someone comes or, you know, there's a new person. We're like, did anyone get the new person's name? Who is the new yeah, person? There was Who that one this? couple. There was one couple came to our church and they darted immediately. And I was like, <laughs> well, like, they ain't coming back. <laughs> but Bye. I think as leaders, it's just a lot of pressure. Like we need to be approachable to everyone yeah. in our size. Like the leadership team needs to be like. Everyone needs to know who you are, and yeah. that causes well, that's why in our pressure. Side, and that's what we've talked about at our church now is like community is important. Yeah, yeah. it is. It, we're not a big church; you can just blend into, floating, and coming in and out. And you have to be approachable. You have to yeah. be, you know, communally open. Um, yeah, there's a there's a big church in town. So the biggest problem, like, whenever I talk to people and they find out I'm a pastor, they always say, like, "Everybody, I are talk you to, sure?" Well, they say that, and then they say, "Well, I go to one of the three big churches, big churches in town." I'm like, yeah, sure you do. Those are just the churches you might go to once or twice a, a year, yeah. right? But nobody knows you, and nobody cares that you're there or not there, unless you put in the work to be yeah. known. Because yeah. I think you can go to those places and be known, yeah, and be a part of a community that is valuable to you. But as it long is as you wear like shirts without vowels and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, skinny jeans and the girl boots. You can. I think what's what is appealing to people is you can either be all in at those places, or you can show up and walk out without anyone other than the greeter whose job it is to say hi to you. And at our at a small church, you can't really get away with that. Like yeah. odds are, someone will come up to you and talk to you unless you run quickly. Yeah, or come just after service starts. <laughs> And leave immediately. Yeah. That's one way. If you'd like to go to church and not be spoken to, mm-hmm. <laughs> here's what you could do. Well, we had, like, the funny thing is we had that couple while well, we still have them. And they are slowly, like, sticking around Lingering. longer. And I'm like, hey, you know, we're, we're, it's it's catching. Yeah, Our church is actually really good. I was talking to somebody this past week about, like, the progress our church has made in terms of people knowing people and mm-hmm. being known. It's actually phenomenal when you think about it. Um, I think people just are trying. And I don't know yeah. if that's COVID speaking, like if that's a year of isolation. <laughs> yeah, today felt <laughs> like know? a million people. Yeah, yeah. there was, was 40. 40. Yeah, was, 42. Yeah, it was, you know, and I was like, oh my gosh, there's so many people <laughs> here today. Yeah, it, yeah, <laughs> it's true. And we were in the tiniest room on earth. That also helped. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to make it feel like more people. Um, and we were missing some regulars. So, yeah. hey, there you go. What scares you, Jesse? Right. Well, I, I talked started a lot about the this. first one. That's fine. But uh, I do have a list of them. So we're going to quick crank through some of these. Um, to me, uh, a quick one, which you kind of brought up, is uh, the expectation to save people. You know, like you get yeah. to save people. But we kind of covered that a little bit. Um, I, I appreciate it's always bothered me because I've been plenty of churches where it's like, you know, turn in your list of five people that you know aren't Christians that you're actively around and save them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like basically yeah, think, how do you save I was like, that's what? Rather that's than so... like 
there's like truth to the st- statement, but the mm-hmm. truth is it's a terrible wording. Yeah. Right. It should be more of like how is how are you how are you is expanding your relationship with yeah. them and is your influencing yeah. taking hold? Is your yeah. influence taking hold? Yeah. Or the gospel influence taking hold. So I I would say that's not a huge thing in ours, but uh I would say also um you know, honestly like one of the things that's always bothered me a little bit is like questioning as a leader, am I raising my kids well enough in the faith or not? You know, like people look at you and say like, yeah. I feel like we got some pretty nice, I, we got some good kids. I, and this cause we hit them enough to, no, I'm just <laughs> My kids <laughs> are banana, like my boys run around and yell basically <laughs> from the second they walk into any room to the second they leave any room. And yeah. when they leave any room, they go scream and run and yell in the other room. Yeah. <laughs> They're just loud. Yeah. But for uh, like for me, like I, I just especially with now we have a teenager that I mean for year a couple of years now as a teenager and it's just that point where you're realizing more and more it's like only a few more years till they're out of the house, you know. Hopefully, do you have a, <laughs> do you have a countdown? Yeah, <laughs> immediately out. Uh, no, so but like, have eighteen more years. But it's, it's all that stuff where you're looking back and be like, did it, am I did I do enough as a Christian, as a leader, as a person that that is expected yeah. to be this way and know things or. You know, that's one thing that's like, been are you kind worried of, about raising like a cliche pastor's kid who yeah. just has like all kinds of issues later in yeah, life yeah. and well, it's right. like, and like completely up, yeah. like dips out from the church? Yeah. And do, I mean, and again, eventually that's somebody or the does kid's one choice. of those. Uh, what's that website with like the prostitutes who can get COVID because of COVID? They like join all joined this. Like, what are you talking what? about? There's like a website <laughs> I heard about it where it's like. Prostitutes, quote unquote, heard about it. I was talking to somebody the other day about it, and the they were like, "No, yeah, there's like a new like, it's like prostitutes who had COVID." No, 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 no. It's a website because they're not making any prostitution money. They just go and basically do like dances, like like strip teases. So it's like OnlyFans. is that's it? That's what it's called. Oh, OnlyFans is not just for. Oh. <laughs> it's based, yeah. yeah, okay. Jen yeah. knows about all. Yeah, of that. Okay, Jen. I've never been on Jen. that one. What is it? Are you sure, Jen? <laughs> no, like, there's I only like have is that what it is? One account. No. Is it just like uh, like nudie stuff on there? I don't know. The, I mean, no. I've literally I never those been are on the sites it, where you can like type, like you pay to or is have it, them do is things. It like Twitch yeah. is it like uh, no, it's more. No, we we just listened to a murder podcast about these where one of the people yeah, so got there murdered. are people there are people who like you could pay her to do a dance or to strip or whatever uh, do things but there are also like people i mean it's i i'm sure it's mostly inappropriate i've but literally it, never that been wasn't to the, upset, the intention but of it i'm sure like it wasn't the, originally oh. i mean i know it's like there's social like a media few, right it's like a social like a paid social media site essentially yeah and so you like make money you have like subscribers who pay to watch or to see the content you put out whether they're uh, provocative photo provocative photos or whatever. Uh, anyway, there's nothing good for you there. Don't go. I don't know how we get into that. Yeah. You we, brought it oh, up. Like a pastor's <laughs> kid doing that. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, and that's always the worst. Like, you I know, think it's hard. And if you have a church community that is helping you raise kids, like yeah. I think that's probably more. Um, I guess fruitful. I should also like say that as a, I'm not really worried about my kids, but there's always that back of your head, like. You know what? You know you never know until they grow up and are fine. You know, and who knows yeah. what that is? Um, yeah, I mean, it's funny because obviously I was, I'm a pastor's kid, and generally, like, our, like me and my brothers, we turned out okay. Yeah, right. But like, 
I also some of my friend, like my good friends who are also pastors' kids, did not. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, and is it just like one of those weird stereotypes where like eighty percent of the kids turn out fine, but the only ones we hear about are the twenty percent who. You know, put or, that stigma well, see, onto it. I guess or the they're thing, just like normal kids, and well, the, people think if that's I'm they, hide, be they hold them to if a higher I'm, level. Or, if I'm being yeah. honest, and uh, if my parents listen to this, sorry, but uh, realistically, I probably would have loved the church years ago had I not been involved in leadership to some degree, mm-hmm. and had certain people around me in friendships and and in certain leadership roles that actually kept me around to do it. And that's the stuff that I always wonder: is like, you know. It, it, do am I doing something wrong like, or messing? It, like when you were nineteen, do it. <laughs> Get out of here. Uh, but like that's the stuff. I, like I look back and say, like, is you know, am I being a parent that pushes my kid away from church? Especially ours has been the experiment of our church. How, like we, she was the first kid in our church. Throughout a lot of things, and we're trying to figure out things with her as she grows. Yeah. And it's like so. It's always one of those things. Like, am I but I doing think that enough? also has made her somewhat more respected, which you don't usually get in a church. Like, right when you have right. like, normally the pastor's kid just does whatever needs to be done. Like, yeah. they're not usually put in a like she has a voice jobs to do, and she yeah. you know like is respected within the church, and that's not always the case. I think, especially with youth. And one thing we've always like not to toot our horn because then we definitely haven't done anything, everything right. But um, we do put a value on kids like that. They have a voice and that they like can be functioning members of a church. Like, Hey, you're old enough to run pro presenter. Like, let's do that. You know, Um, just kind of giving them some responsibility that I don't think like that's hard to do normally. You Mm -hmm. don't, unless there's a youth group that you can, serve yeah. in you don't usually see that so yeah at least not my experience i shouldn't blanket make that statement <clears throat> yeah i mean i think the kids but it's true like when i think back to i think it, it comes down to yeah that are are your kids better than other kids because that's what your basic pastor's kids aren't any more crazy than non-pastors. They're just, still just kids. There's just yeah. an assumption they should be better. They should yeah. be better. Yeah. They're held so to like, a different standard like, for yeah, some reason. Yeah, so if, like, if like there's like a, oh, the pastor's you know, daughter or son was out partying and smoking weed, it's like, yeah, so, so was yours. every other 16-year-old. <laughs> yeah. Like, duh. Yeah. You know, it's not, they're and being it, influenced by the same things that every other kid is being influenced yeah. by. And, yeah, I don't. So, or, or if they avoid it, then eventually there's like a, one thing that There's happens that everyone's like, oh my gosh. And it's yeah. like, well, they've been under this microscope for so yeah. long. It's like whenever I see, I, I I follow a bunch of, or I, I'm like a part of groups on social media of like, like weird Christian groups. And there's always like the one person like group of pastors, kids. And like, yeah, but you're not special. Like you were thinking that you're special <laughs> because you grew up a pastor's kid, but you're dealing with the same stuff that everyone else is dealing with. Yeah. Like just because you're a pastor's kid, like Katy Perry is the like a wonderful example of this, yeah. <laughs> because she's like, I was a pastor's kid and I didn't really. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, oh, quit. You're not special. Like everybody yeah. dealt with that. Yeah. yeah. And just because you're a pastor's kid doesn't make your voice any more relevant or any more yeah. uh, authoritative. And that you're just creating like a, a weird drama around you. Yeah. yeah. That's true. I would say uh, one of the things that uh, held me back from starting uh, Theology Pub sooner than be- when you came around, yeah. 
because really it started back up again because I we talked about it and mm-hmm. you're like, yes, let's do that. And um, one of the biggest things for me is not knowing or understanding enough of the Bible as a whole. Yeah, and I, like as somebody who's not gone to seminary or like gone in depth with, um, you know, theology and 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 true historical learning of things and yeah. other things like that. I have my beliefs for the reasons I have them, you know, and that's as much as I can say to anybody. And I don't necessarily always have something to back it up with, quite honestly, you know, other than mm. me being like, this makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, so that's one thing in leadership as somebody who's not a paid staff, who has gone to seminary, who does, you know, whatever. There's those things that like, I always kind of go back and question, like, did I read enough? Am I reading enough? Do I understand it enough? Do I, I mean, like even the concepts and talks about like, we've more recently talked about like the creation story or Noah and all those being stories rather than like true fact. And like, those are the things that like you grow up thinking, you know enough about, and then there's a concept brought up and you're like, Oh, maybe I don't know enough about this or not. And those are the, the things that I think really catch me up is, is like feeling like I'll get caught off guard by something like, well, this, this is a thing that happened. And and so this is why I don't believe in the Bible. And then like, Oh, that is not untrue. Shoot. You know, or yeah. like, you know, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. It's like, maybe I don't know enough. And I'm sure that's a, a concept. Most people, especially people that haven't gone to seminary yeah. or learn things. So I, I'll go ahead. I was just going to say, I think as leader, uh, like as a per, people leading the church, we put expectations on ourselves as far as like what we think people think we should know or do or whatever. And probably most likely they're not even thinking about it yeah. as that goes. I mean, there's the the reason we're part of a leadership team. There is obviously we have to have a, a relationship with God. That's part of that. But mm-hmm. like, we're not there to fill the pastoral role yeah. unless that's our gift or, you know, like what we're, what we've joined that yeah. team to do. For example, like my, my job is, you know, different from Evan. So mm-hmm. what Evan is, meant to do or find people to help him do is different than what I'm there yeah. for. Like yeah. we're, when we talk about like the, what is it? A pest. Yeah. So like a healthy leader. Yeah. Well, I guess a healthy leadership well, team, right. Has all of let those me say, parts. Let so, me say this. Like yeah. it's more so in the concept of, and I just, I 100% don't disagree with that. Um, it's more of the stuff where like we talk about more and more theology pubs have gotten uh, more involved. It's been growing things like yeah. that. We talk about at some point, learning to split it up and having we've had some big ones. Uh, yeah. And recently. we've, and we've talked about like saying, okay, someone's going to lead this one and someone's going to lead that one. And in my head, I, I think I'd have a panic attack if I were in if charge of one, to. because the thing I appreciate about Evan on this podcast, you and at theology pubs, is you have so much back end story mm-hmm. that I don't know, you know, or like historical yeah. facts or, or, you know, theological stuff that you've gone through that I don't any, I have no idea how it'd get there other than a different, fully different discussion. And I think like mm-hmm. the backstory is always important and nice to know is like, Oh, that's why we believe this yeah. or that's why that's a thing. And some of those things make me go like, Oh, maybe I don't, maybe I shouldn't do that. Yeah. I mean, there's, um, so like the, this is where the kind of the, the Presbyterians do it right in terms of church is they most, most, if you're a large enough Presbyterian church, PCUSA, not PCA, you will have like a resident theologian. So on staff. So you'll have like the pastor and then like the youth pastor and like the worship guy. And then you'll have a resident theologian who like fact checks everybody. 
um, which seems like kind of a cool job all said and done. Um, but the, uh, when I think about like, and this is one of those things where specifically in evangelicalism, we've gone away. We've, we've, we've drifted away from, uh, smart pastors, not necessarily like not saying I'm smart, but like we've, we've drifted or like people who just know who have gone to like seminary seminaries are dying. It's a dying thing. I would not be surprised if in the next 50 years, seminaries drop by at least a half because we're, we've stopped, uh, appreciating the knowledge that comes through that we've, mm-hmm. you know, because what ends up happening for especially new churches that get planted, we get a bunch of old youth pastors have a bachelor's degree, which is not, nothing against bachelor's degrees, <laughs> but we get a bunch of youth pastors who think they know a ton of stuff. Um, but the one thing that I have to say, like when I went to some, cause I have a undergraduate Bible degree and then I went to seminary and when I went to the first semester of seminary, I learned five times as much that I did in all of my undergraduate Bible degree. And it like it blew my mind, the amount of stuff like the, because it's a, it's a tougher course load. There's way more stuff you have to do way more research. It's much less spoon fit. And you have to actually go and find the answers to these kinds of things. And, but this is not only true of the church. This is true of society in general. Um, intellectualism is a dying thing in society. We're, we're not asked to think for ourselves. We're not asked to find answers. Uh, we're just asked to accept whatever anybody, that's kind of the problem with COVID, well, right? Google culture too. Yeah. It's like and Google so, and social media. Yeah. When it comes to like, and so, but we have a, in the church, we have a history now of about 50 to 60 years of an anti-intellectualism in general, uh, which have created, uh, thousands of pastors probably hundreds of thousands of pastors who 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 are like well the bible says this and like well you're an idiot because that's not exactly what the bible says you you were just never taught how to understand or interpretation or was known as hermeneutics which is the 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 theory of interpretation things like that um and so you so there's that that's like a dying breed of of people um but i think that will come back around i think my think Post COVID, because I think many people are realizing, like, yeah, I think we should. I think we should start to learn. I think we should start to think for ourselves. Like, I think we should start to understand. But when it comes to like scripture, do you know the Bible enough? Like that role, like churches should, that should not be on the on the shoulders of like somebody one who's not on staff, or even if it's like not the past, like the lead pastor or whatever. That should be not really a concern, especially with like theology, but I've learned, I've had to kind of force myself in recent years to just like the power of, I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if somebody asks you a question, yeah. instead of being, instead of trying to always be right, just be like, you know, I don't know, mm-hmm. but I still have faith. Like if someone's like, well, there's a, you know, Noah, the flood and all the blah, 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 evolution, blah, blah. And you might be like, okay, yeah. Yeah, honestly, I don't know how to answer that question, and I don't know, but I still have faith. Yeah. I don't know what you want from me. This is also post-enlightenment type stuff, and so 
the power of I don't know, I think, and that brings a little bit more respect than trying to answer everything. I feel like well, when you I say you're I just don't talking know. out your ass at some yeah. point, and just like it doesn't make. And sense. that's the problem with pastors because we think pastors have to know the answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is so many pastors just talk out of their their booty holes. Yeah, and they they answer terribly. They answer really like I was watching. We talked about Carl Lentz a mm-hmm. few episodes ago. I was watching an interview with him actually yesterday. Um, before he got fired, yeah. it was a couple of years ago, where they asked him, it was with Vice, you know, Vice, yeah, uh, and they were asking like, so how does your church, you know, address gay marriage, which is like standard uh-huh. pop yeah. culture question, yeah, and he did not answer it well at all, mm-hmm. and I was like, dude, like, because he was like, you know, I could tell you like our church, like globally believes this he's like but my opinion doesn't really matter on the subject but i could tell you our church believes and like what bible says and blah, blah, blah. and then like in a roundabout way he said basically it's between a man and a woman mm. but it didn't really like and, and i was like that was a really bad answer like <laughs> just say i don't know yeah like imagine if you sat there in vice and, and you were just like to be honest with you i know what like our organization believes i know uh, what so many people believe the Bible says, but when it comes to me, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know the answer. I feel like that is a more powerful statement. So when it comes to like theology pub or even like stuff like this, I've been trying to tell myself if I don't know the answer, just say f it. I don't have no idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I didn't read about that. Like, like I tried to do that at theology. And then you pub. throw it back and be like, you should look into that. Yeah, I mean, no. Like in theology <laughs> pub, I've I've been trying. Like whenever somebody had like. We have one one lady who's always saying something super sixties, and um, I, I, half the time I was like, "Yeah, no I have no idea. <laughs> I haven't looked into it. Yeah, I've not read anything about it. Nor do I not, necessarily not, care. I'm not gonna try to <laughs> shovel off some bullcrap. Yeah, or yeah. the Bible says this. Hey, hey, Howard, hey, Howard, he right. And I think that's an issue. I think so. I think when it comes to Bible knowledge, I think the greatest answer if you actually legitimately don't know, yeah. Is to say you don't know. Well, and I think that's where ninety percent. What shuts down an atheist better than I don't know? Well, I think saying I don't know doesn't make you any less qualified as a leader. And I think that's what is is honestly probably a better uh, trait to have. And I think more respected is, but people aren't used to hearing Mm -hmm. it. So if we're not willing to say like, "Yeah, we are," we've been you know, appointed to a place of leadership within this church, but that doesn't mean we have every answer. Yeah. I think the respect that you'll get and the expectations from people will change. Yeah. And that's not the normal. I think people normally would expect and and typically you see people on a leadership team that are paid, I would say. Like our church is well, ninety someday. Ninety yeah. percent volunteer and Literally. one one staff person yeah. who is paid. So that's a Barely. little <laughs> and not well. We know what you get paid, okay? We know, we know. But I think it's a uh, difficult to. It's just you're held to different standards. I think when you're paid or not paid. So if I were to let's say our church grows to where we could hire ten, fifteen people, whatever, Ugh. right? Okay. Um, which actually wouldn't be that, like money wise, would not be that much money. But the, um. I would say there would probably be two levels. There would be, and some churches do this, but they do it male and female rather than. 
Like the females are administrative. Yes. Yeah. The females are directors of and males are pastors of. Uh-huh. But I would say that there would be pastoral roles mm-hmm. that there would be an educational requirement for at least like if you're a youth pastor, I'm not going to require you to have an MDiv or whatever. Yeah. But I'd be like, yeah, you should probably go to have some Bible, edu- like some legit Bible. And if you're like, a, I don't know, the graphic designer, I'm like. I'm not gonna be like, yeah, you need to be, you know, like, do you, can you make sick yeah, graphics, yeah, bro? Yeah. Are your graphics tight as F? <laughs> um, tight AF. <laughs> uh, but yeah. And so I think that should be the, when it comes to like volunteer and pastor or volunteer and paid, there's, there is a differentiation. Yeah. Right. But I think it also comes down to roles. Like, what is your role? Um, for instance, like if you're, uh, uh, the youth person. I expect you to have a little bit of, like, you need to be able to answer the tough questions that youth are dealing with. Mm-hmm. You don't necessarily need to be able to like quote scripture or name every every book in the Bible in order and in chronological order and in alphabetical <laughs> order. You know, like you shouldn't be able to do that, but you should be able to understand generations. And you should be able to understand how to answer like. What's the right time to have sex or something? Yeah. And answer it it's with more, wisdom. More every time therapeutic. Right no, yeah. yeah. All <laughs> every the time. time. When every time she's <laughs> ready. <laughs> when she's married yeah. to you. Anytime uh, she's like, so. I think we need to get a new youth pastor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we have 17 new babies this year. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's like, uh, but yeah, like I think, um, uh, and so. But I think it's determined, like if, for instance, like if you're the children's director, I would expect you to be able, really what it comes down to is teach the basics of the Bible, but allow the kids room to understand that, yeah, these are the stories, but, and there needs to be a progression of understanding, like, like regular school, two plus two equals four and then eventually you learn why two plus two equals four or eventually you learn especially once you get into trigonometry and stuff like you get into proofs and stuff like that uh but you you with kids you you teach the basics and then with older kids you teach a little bit deeper theology behind things oh yeah hey remember remember when you were in first grade we taught you noah's ark well let's tell you the the meaning behind noah's ark what's the whole purpose or um, Samson, why was, why was it crazy? Like, why did Samson do the things that he did? Like what led to Samson tearing down a building and mass murdering a bunch of people? Like what led to that? Uh, and under, rather than like Samson met Delilah and Delilah tricked him into cutting his hair. And then mm-hmm. Samson tore a building down after his eyes were gouged out. <laughs> right. Like, which is really what, like, which is what on. most people get. Yeah. <laughs> Right? As adults, like, even yeah, but like what led? Like Samson was a uh, not a great judge, and he was not a great person. And what led to the to the revelation that he had nothing left, and that he had totally abandoned God, to him being chained up to this temple and him just tearing the whole thing down. Yeah, Evan, put you on the spot. Number one thing that scares you about leading a church, and to, to wrap it up, number one thing. Failing, like it closing. Okay. 
Like, uh, well, we the church thrive. you chose to join is stubborn AF. We, we ain't going anywhere. We should have yeah. closed years ago. <laughs> yeah, no, but like, uh, were we, were the, and I've tried to like talk myself out of this, but like where it just doesn't, it's just not working. Like this, mm. the, the, not like me, like the relationship doesn't work, but like the, our method is just isn't just working. Mm-hmm. Just failing methodology. Well, because it comes back to feeling like it's you, right? Like if, if you're pushing a method. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And, you know, the. Yeah. And so it closes. But I've had to like fight that back. Like uh, I was talking to uh, a guy who goes to our church once and I said, um, well, not once. I talked to him all the time. But <laughs> we we were talking about like what like because he asked he posed the question like what if in say five ten years like you're just losing people and stuff like that like how would you view that and i would say un, uh, like undoubtedly as failure but maybe the purpose is to close well yeah you know not saying that's like the goal but like of maybe, course not, right? but I mean, <laughs> like, yeah. close to be aware enough to acknowledge if that is the best yeah. choice yeah yeah and just be like maybe you were sent here to close it well and just to have that frame of mindset to mm-hmm. close it well. obviously you it would be i would be hard pressed to find another job but <laughs> right in the same field if we you know so there is like a an economic reason to like this thing has to work out sure <laughs> uh mine would be unintentionally hurting people from a place of leadership is probably my biggest concern um, whether that's like self-awareness that I'm not open to yeah. as far as like where I'm at, um, especially cause I know like I'm not great at, uh, asking for help. Like I like to do mm-hmm. things, like I like to just get things done when they need to be done. And so from a leadership standpoint, that's not always the best, yeah. uh, as far as like bringing people into what mm-hmm. I'm doing. Um, so that's probably my biggest, like, and fear is not even the right word, but the thing I need to be most aware of within what I'm doing is like, allowing people to do things differently than maybe I would just yeah. to make them feel, you know, to bring them into what I'm doing. Um, that's probably my number one and what I try to be most conscious of. Mm-hmm. I would say for me, my biggest fear wouldn't uh, honestly is not feeling like I can be myself, um, yeah. which is probably why I get more scared about people finding this podcast. Which is honestly like it, I feel like there's an expectation in leadership and in, in that you can't be just human. Yeah. And why yeah. can't I swear? Why can't I have a drink? Why can't, you know, mm-hmm. short of some, you know, legalistic verses you can find just to like yeah. push your view. Uh, do not like, get drunk on wine alone. Meh. Yeah. That's so why I do beer and yeah. Te- tequila. Alone, and wine. No, no, just kidding. Beer before liquor. Uh, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I mean, really it's that like, it's, it's just trying to figure out. And that's the point I was trying to find. Uh, was that, I, I just feel like this to me has been, um, one, a big relief to be yeah. able to do this podcast and, and whether or not it's public to people we know or not, but it, it allows me to not feel like I have to be, somebody else in yeah. church leadership because there's that huge expectation a lot of times yeah. i think and i don't like that yeah i i would say you know a fear i i honestly i've been dealing with recently is am i too real yeah you know like am i too real like does that like freak people out when i'm just like f that that's stupid or something you know like 
Like, am I too well, real? I think it's so unexpected nowadays because you yeah. expect fluff from church leadership. Yeah. And- I'm very like, I'm basically unless I'm like I, I, I'm a little bit different when I'm preaching, but that's just like preaching all set. I'm still stuck in the art. whole like blue like jazz uh, yeah. mentality of you know that whole book. Like that yeah. that that book was probably a pinnacle in my Christian life yeah. walk and just be like. Yeah, there's, there's imperfections of this, and that's yeah. okay. There's times you doubt, there's times mm-hmm. you question, and that's that's also yeah. okay. I think, I mean, we talked about this a little bit in the Pastors Gone Wild episode, but we, for some reason, your common churchgoer is not the right word, but basically, like, your average church attender type of person ends up putting these boundaries on what they think leadership or pastors mm-hmm. should look like. And then we have to combat that. And everybody's view is a little bit different. And so you're constantly under a microscope of, and I think most people are well-intentioned with it, but they have, that's where you get the things that I'm worried about, right? Like I hurt you because I didn't answer your email in, and and then I talked to you in person on Sunday, but I made you wait four days. And so now you're offended. Yeah. If Uh, I didn't answer someone's emails because I was like, I forgot about it or I'm like, yeah, or not having any time to fix somebody else's problems. Yeah. Or, or, yeah, it's just difficult. And I think when we choose to be part of leadership or you choose to be in a pastoral position, we immediately put our face out in front of people. And then now we put, boundaries on we do think we put things yeah. on ourselves that probably no one else is even thinking but then or they're thinking things that we've never thought about ourselves yeah. right well, like they're like a... jen says this and i don't think she, like she's the worst and yeah. you're like oh crap so, <laughs> I, I didn't even know that was a flaw of so mine. today real quick before we wrap up uh today i like right before i came here i was watching a another church in town um and they were like super cool and hip, and they did like a pre a pre gathering show. You sound so old, right? right? That's yeah, so cool. the but they did like a pre gathering thing in front of like you know the red carpet things with like the logos on it where you take. It's your called pictures. a uh, step and repeat. Like with the like the yeah. background, it's called a step and repeat. Whatever. Um, <laughs> and so like they had that up, and they were talking, and the church had like their own little microphones, which you would normally say TMZ on it. It yeah. would say it had like the church logo on it. Oh. You know, it's like the little box thing that goes around uh-huh. the mic. And they were like, hey, yeah, you know, hey, I'm such and such, and I'm such and such. Man, we are, get ready, because in five minutes, we're going to have the great experience here. And I was like, oh, I roll. But then at the end, they were like, stick around after the after the service, after the experience, which is the buzzword <laughs> today. Uh, stick around after the experience, because we're going to get an exclusive backstage interview with our lead pastor so-and-so and you're going to get to ask him whatever questions does he like cats what is he a dog person what's his middle name and so i was like i cannot believe this is an actual thing and and they uh, of course i had to stick yeah i, well, I fast forwarded fast forwarded did you like, ask what questions you should have sent i wasn't watching it live okay. no. <laughs> um, yeah what is so, your what is your stance what's uh, your theological belief yeah what is your on? theological understanding of uh the uh, uh trans transubstantiation versus whatever anyhow the uh He's um, just like trolling church yeah. live streams. <laughs> well, I was like, there's another church in town that that pre pre recorded their service in where we meet church, where we meet at church, and I was like, I I, I was like, I should make up a fake account, be like, hey, I go to a church that meets there. You guys should come to our church. Yeah. You like this, but yeah. So, 
But in the, all the questions were like, it was like they were trying to create a person or create a persona or mm. create this facade of realism. Like, what's your middle name? Oh, my middle name is this. <laughs> And like, make is, the, him more approachable. Yeah. And I was like, all you have to do is just be who you are yeah. all the time. Yeah. Like, instead of walk after church to, like, some weird backstage interview, go to the damn front door and say hi to people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Instead of having a weird step and repeat thing, don't do that. Yeah. Just, like, do what we do and have shake Jen hands. shake the camera right as it goes live. <laughs> It's not my fault. Oh, shit. Like, you just hear, like... (laughs) I didn't swear. I'm pretty sure I've sworn on our Facebook Live as it's, like, now working. Okay, what happened was... Hey, we're live. Like, a handful of times the sound wasn't working. I had to delete it and start a new one. And, like, Jen and I are cursing at each other about the sound not working while it's picking up our vocals. And he's like, thanks live. Yeah. Shut up. Ours, if you ever... uh, If you ever want to watch an amateur live stream. Yeah, if you ever want (laughs) to see what we do... Uh, every time at Mark zero 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 one, you will see the camera shake a little bit. There'll be a little bit of this, and then you hear a fainted music in the background. <laughs> yeah, you'll hear a <laughs> as the sound yeah. clicks over as we plug Look, the thing into yeah. our cell phone. We pay Evan. We can't pay for. <laughs> yeah. So if anybody wants to donate to our right church, here. just DM us. We need hop a, in our DMs. We solid no, need you don't a uh, hop. You slide. Slide in. Oh. What are you eighty? <laughs> slide. <laughs> <laughs> slide into our we DMs. We need a black magic camera here. Yeah, slide into our DMs and uh, donate, I don't know, 50, 60, 70, $100,000. Yes. <laughs> so that we can buy some cameras and, and uh, a second, game, a second uh, soundboard. To, Look how he's still <laughs> not even asking for we a We can't have experiences without this. Yeah, our experiences are, are minimized. That's right. All right. All right. That's good. Oh, my gosh. We went long. Sorry, this was long. So anyway, okay. We're afraid of you a lot. guys. Yeah. Whew. That's a lot of our fears. Uh, I'm sure we'll do another one of these because they are never ending. But uh, I would say. Uh, Neither is God's <clears throat> love. Oh. oh, my gosh. <laughs> Pastor at work. Uh, <laughs> mm. Um, mm. Anyway, check out our socials at Christian A podcast. Uh, the only one that isn't that is Twitter because I made that way late. Twitter. You can't go as long. So in parlor. I think it's at Christian AF Pod. Follow us on parlor. Or maybe at Christian AF. I don't remember what it is. We're on Twitter. I just reshare shit that I share. Parlor. Uh, Make sure you check out the photo of Evans Lean during this episode. Evans working on his uh, his lean. Whatever. Do the Jesus lean. Evans OnlyFans website. Do the Jesus got his account going. It's, it's photos of him holding different beers. Could you put that beer? Could you put that translations? Could you rub that beer in your beard? I take off I my sure shirt. I sure will for I'm like, ten dollars. Oh, take off my shirt and hold the NIV. No, here's twenty dollars okay. not to. <laughs> please could you ten twenty dollars? Put your shirt back on, please. Yeah. Twenty dollars. Oh, it's me. It's me in the he starts less stressed and just like gets paid <laughs> to get more That's what I should do. I should do an uh, what's it called? OnlyFans. Yeah. I should do an OnlyFans where I. I am dressed as the as the uh, translation, so the message is butt naked, and then it's like uh, you get like the ESV, which is like just your socks, and then you get the you know, and you go like KJV, which is like a turtleneck. Oh my god, we need to not be here. Check out Pastor Dale on his Pastor Dale. 
All right, let's wrap it up there. Oh my gosh. Uh, in the meantime, you know what to do. Uh, keep questioning. Find Pastor Dale. Maybe don't question maybe, your pastor. Maybe question our pastor at this point. Yeah. Uh, question your pastor church faith. Uh, question your fears about uh, leadership if you're in leadership or just a, a church in general. Um, keep asking questions. Oh my gosh. I am Jesse. I'm Evan. I'm Jen. Peace out, players. Christian AF. Bye. Podcast.com. Bounce into them DMs. Mm. Ah, bounce, 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 <laughs> bounce, bounce. bounce.